Blog Talk Radio. How many times have you heard someone say, if only this or that thing would happen in my life, then I will be happy. If only I could get a raise at work. If only I could get a job. If only I could find the right partner. If only I could win the lottery. If only, if only, if only. Then I'll be happy. What if I told you we're doing it wrong? On tonight's episode of Call Me Crazy, we're going to discuss this backwards approach to life and explore the energetic body that most of us are failing to connect with and utilize to create the lived experience we dream of. So grab a drink and a snack and settle in for 60 minutes of woo-woo. I honestly believe that there's a lot of power in manifesting our life experience. What you think about, you bring about. It sounds kind of crazy. I'll be real honest. The law of attraction is a law of physics. It works whether you believe it's working or know it's working in your life or not. Oftentimes, and I think that this is what happens in our world a lot, is that people, instead of focusing on what they want in their life and what is going to make them happy in their life, they focus on the lack of what they want. They focus on the fact that they don't have what they want. The law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. I am that which I am. A changing thing indeed. And while I am that which I am, I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. There is power in each of us being who we are, sharing our authentic selves, even when we think we're going to get scrutinized, even when we think people might think we're crazy, this is where my hashtag call me crazy came from, because I'm okay with that. This is what I live for, is my broadcaster, my dreams, my passion. You're sprightly, so you have a great personality. <laughs> Somebody who has a spark is sprightly. That's the law of attraction. How can we love the world into a better place? And that sounds very woo-woo to a lot of folks. And the law of allowing is this idea that my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And the reason that that works is because of the law of attraction. I get that there are going to be people who are like, what in the world are you talking about? You have lost your damn mind. And that's totally okay. It's Friday night, and you are listening to Call Me Crazy with Jennifer Miracle Best here with my co-host, Kristen Casey, and we are excited to be on the air with you tonight. So thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can find us on Facebook by searching for Call Me Crazy and like our page and kind of follow us there for updates on our upcoming shows. If you found us on Blog Talk Radio, or if you're listening to us through their website, you can um, follow our profile so that you also get reminders about upcoming shows. Um, And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, our show is based on the law of attraction, kind of where we started with this, because Kristen and I became fascinated with it and started loving having those conversations and felt like everybody kind of needed to know about the law of attraction um, and other kind of woo-woo topics that we like to talk about. So um, we have talked about the law of attraction. We have talked about the law of attraction in different topics like relationships and health and wealth and those kinds of things. And now we are starting to spread our wings and explore some more of what we call our woo-woo topics, <clears throat> which are going to be more kind of spiritual, um, consciousness, awakening kind of topics. So we're super excited about uh, branching out, mm-hmm. right? So we started last week with um, having Christopher Davis of Sacred Wave Gong Immersion come and um, talk with us about sound therapy and specifically the gong immersions that he does. And that was fascinating. If you missed that, definitely check it out in our um, <clears throat> podcast. It was from last week's show. 
definitely worth a listen. And especially if you're in the Detroit area, you may want to come and check out, have had that experience because it was pretty amazing. And we're going to another one at the end of the month, yeah. the 26th, mm-hmm. uh, Empowerment. Yes. Yep. The Golden Angel of Empowerment, Gong Immersion on May 26th. So <clears throat> good stuff, exciting stuff, sometimes woo-woo stuff to people who maybe aren't having these conversations yet. Um, and so we're super excited to be to be having this experience. So tonight's show from the topic, as you know, is about the chakras and um, exploring the energetic body. So we were talking as we were planning this show. Um, initially, we talked about just kind of doing one quick show over all the chakras. And then <clears throat> the more kind of research that we did and the more discussion that we did, we decided we should really dive into these things, right? Like that's why we're doing the show so people can really get a better understanding of, um, you know, spirituality and the energetic body and energy medicine and all these other kind of fun woo things. And so tonight's um, show is going to be kind of a, a an overview and um, explanation of what the chakra system is and how we can use it in our lives to create um, – a lived experience. And so it kind of ties in to this idea of the law of attraction because mm-hmm. the whole thing, for those of you who are not familiar with the law of attraction, the whole um, premise behind the law of attraction is that the law of attraction is the most powerful law in the universe. And it basically says that energy attracts like energy. And everything in the universe is made up of energy, right? Everything, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, how, you know, everything in, in the universe is made of the same stuff. And so the law of attraction basically says that energy attracts like energy. So, um, you know, when you have thoughts about a particular thing, those thoughts, the vibration of those thoughts attract more thoughts like it until they become, eventually, if you think on a thing, they say, if you think on a thing long enough with enough emotion behind it, it must manifest in your life. So that's the law of attraction. There's a law of the law of deliberate creation, which is basically this idea of, ask, believe, receive, right? If you ask for something, if you desire something strongly and you believe that you will have it and you expect it and you start to look for it in your life, again, eventually that formula, that balance will cause that thing to be manifest in your life. Um, The key piece to that is that you get what you think about whether you want it or not. And so that's why it becomes very important for us to manage, you know, what manage our intention, like be really intentionable, intentionable, be very, really intentional about, you know, what we think about and what our goals are and where we set our focus. Um, and so, um, you know, we're going to kind of get to some of that and kind of got some of that at the very beginning, you know, before the intro, because we live in a space where so often we think, well, if this happens in my life, I'll be happy. If this happens in my life, I'll be happy. Like we're waiting for all these things to align, right, and all these things to happen in our lives. <clears throat> but really we've kind of got it backwards because we have to set our intention for what it is we want so that the universe gets the message of what it is that we're wanting. So, again, we're going to dive deeper into that. But um, And then there's the law of allowing. And the law of allowing is this idea idea that my allowing you to be who you are no way prevents me from being who I am. So understanding that in order for me to live a life that I love and that I'm happy with, it does not require me preventing anyone else from living the life that they want to live. 
Um, so when you can truly just allow people to be who they are, where they are, and experiencing things that they're experiencing, understanding that they are creating their own lived experience in the same way that I am creating my own lived experience, then our world would be a very, very different place, mm-hmm. which is like almost the like exact opposite of what we're living in right yeah. now. Right? Everybody like, wants to have control of over everything everybody. and everybody. Yes. Right. right. If they don't, they feel like, like they're missing out or... They're just like somehow you're being, you know, having a particular thing is going to prevent me from having what I, you know, what I, or that, or what works for me must work for you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, like if it doesn't work for me, but it works for you, then it must be I'm wrong. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It really works that way. Yeah, absolutely. Or if I can't have it, then you can't have it either. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, I always like to kind of recap that at the beginning of the show so we kind of tie it into whatever it is that we're talking about. And I think you'll see, you know, as we talk some more about the chakra system and the energetic body, how those kind of things kind of tie together. So kind of going back to what we opened the show with, um, there's this assumption, like I said, most of us live from this perspective or this assumption or this expectation that if everything's going well in our outer world, then we'll be happy. Right, we're waiting for that dream job or that dream partner or to have enough money or to have enough whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then that will make me happy. Um, and you kind of talked about this before we went on yeah. air about kind of always feeling like you were just one step short, right? Mm-hmm. Like one step short of having. Yeah, I felt crazy. like if once I was done with school, everything would fall into place. Or if I just had a partner that would provide for me as I was providing for her, then everything else in my world, like I was missing one piece. Right. I always felt like I was Something using one piece to my puzzle, mm-hmm. but yet I had all the answers all along. I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So, so in reality, it's that we actually need to learn how to be happy and fulfilled at the inner level, mm-hmm. and then our outer world will fall into place as it reflects our inner world. So it's this idea that, like we talked about a little bit ago, that everything is energy, mm-hmm. right? The entire universe is energy. Everything that we need is inside of us. The whole universe is inside of us mm-hmm. because we're all made of that same thing. It's a weird concept to think about, but we're all essentially made of the same thing, the mm-hmm. same stuff, right? And so when we can, you know, look internally and connect with that common energy, whether you call it source energy, spirit, creator, God, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use, when you can create, I'm sorry, when you can connect with that energy, then you're connecting with yourself. And when you can find happiness and fulfillment with that connection, then your life will start to reflect that outwardly. It's like, it's kind of like, it makes me think of like planting the seeds in a garden, Mm -hmm. right? So if you can sit with yourself, if you can, you know, go internally and really be attuned to your own energy and know what you're planting in your energy, then you'll know what you'll see in your world. Is that kind of too, like, things will start to come into a world that you didn't even think that you needed or wanted, but when they come into the world, then they're perfect at their, like, it's perfect timing. Whether it's a person, a job, a house, uh, you know, the career, the car, the, the money, or maybe even just, you know, maybe you, you're homeless and, you know, your next meal is literally right. around the corner because you just were okay with yourself. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what 
place you are in your life. Or I mean, I think that's a very important thing to say. I, I, yes, I think that it can be that way. I think sometimes we're so, like, we can't see the forest of the trees, right? Because mm-hmm. we're so focused outwardly on what we want in our life that we're not even paying attention or, you know, connected to what we want or have internally. Um, and so I think what you said about um, – no matter where you are, no matter what you have, no matter how you're feeling, how low you might think you are, anyone at any point can turn their life around. Mm-hmm. And it's because we have the power to connect with that energy, that God energy, that creator energy, that source, you know, energy, and to start to turn things around and to attract things, different things into our life. And so <clears throat> I think that's a really important, a really important point. Um, and so they talk about, like, this idea of there's two levels of being, right? There's, like, what you are outwardly doing, and then there's what you are or where you are at within yourself while you're doing what you're doing. So an example that they use is at level one, you're washing the dishes, mm-hmm. right? At level two, where are you within yourself as you wash the dishes? Are you angry? Are you dutiful? Are you absent-minded? Are you peaceful? Are Maybe you holding your resentment because you have to do the dishes in your body? Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. So, but that's the second level. Like the possibilities of where you could be within yourself while you're doing a thing is endless. Mm-hmm. Right? We can feel lots of different ways, and so that's what the chakras address is where you are within yourself as you do what you do, which if you think about it, this ties into the law of attraction Mm -hmm. because of this whole idea of how you're feeling at a, at a moment, right? They talk really a lot about how your, your point of your emotion is your point of attraction, right? Yeah. Your strongest point of attraction. And so, um, and so that kind of ties into the chakras, right? So, so it's just really fascinating as I was reading, rereading this book again. And, and for those of you who might be interested in learning more about the chakras, um, where the source that we're using for all of our information tonight is a book called Chakras for Beginners: A Guide to Balancing Your Chakra Energy by David Pond. Um, and so, I've read this book before, um, and I was just rereading it earlier today as I was preparing to kind of have this conversation tonight. Um, and so. I think it's really important and it's something that a lot of us miss is this idea of needing to connect inside in order to create our outside, like our outer world. Like you really, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world, whether you're connected with your inner world or not. And whether you believe in it or not. Right. So if you, if your outer world is kind of crazy and chaotic and not reflecting what you're wanting in life, then it's, like a message for us to like stop and slow down mm-hmm. and really like be still, you know, if you're someone who um, listens or if you're someone who is, you know, religious or, or, or reads the Bible, I think there's a scripture somewhere that says, be still and know that I'm God. Right. Mm-hmm. This is this idea of like being still, you know, going introspectively connecting with your inner world in order to begin to change your outer world. So I think that's a really important perspective that I didn't even really think about when we started talking about the chakras. Like I started, you know, when we initially started this conversation about talking about the chakras, it was kind of like I know about the different chakras and kind of what's connected to them, but how to talk about the chakra system in general and why it's important to us, I hadn't really thought about that until I started rereading the book. So I'm excited. I'm I'm glad that I did that. Um, And so one of the other things I wanted to mention, because I found this really interesting, I think this was mentioned in the preface of the book. 
And um, I remember the first time I read this book, reading this passage and being like, oh, that makes so much sense. So this author talks about kind of his history and like how he came to under like to do this work right okay. and so initially he went to school to be a school teacher and that went great and all that but he always said like his whole life he had this inner like this inner life that he that didn't really always match up with his outer world and so at some point in I think um in college or maybe just after college he had a sister who was in a astrologist I think Mm -hmm. and so she did a reading with him and it really helped him open up to like this this totally makes sense all of these things that I've been thinking all my life like it just really resonated with him and so he ended up going back to school moved his family to Hawaii where there's this university of the universe which I was like what What? right yeah Um, and just really started exploring astrology and and a lot of other things and so that's kind of how he got into doing this work and then he went back into um, moved back to like the what do you call it? The United States. United, obviously, Hawaii's in the United States. What am I trying to say? The, continue- the continental. Yes, kind of, right. Okay. Moved back to the West Coast. Um, went into academia and was trying. Um, did some research around. You know how there are these personality inventories you can take, like MBTI, um, Myers Briggs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and different things like that. He did some kind of work where his research was around basically creating like. Um, an astrology profile that is just as accurate as those, right? So showing some kind of, um, like, correlation between those. And so he was working to try to – he kind of wanted to create some more respect for this metaphysical stuff, right? But then what he found is, he's like, the more that he, you know, tried to get into doing that work, he realized that, the metaphysic, metaphysic science are kind of incompatible mm-hmm. in that they have different premises, premises. And so he said the method of scientific inquiry leads to designing an experiment that rules out all influences other than those the experimenter has, or, you know, is controlling, whereas the premise of metaphysics begins with the interrelatedness of all reality and the impossibility of isolating events within the experimenter's control. So they're like, like you can't, right? Like they're kind of like, oranges, yeah, right? and there's kind of like the polar opposites. Like yeah. this one, the whole premise is ruling out everything but this one cause, right? And with metaphysics, it's like everything's interrelated. You can't, you know, yeah, you can't. You can't rule it. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was really interesting. So he said, you know, he said the scientific academic part of our mind is limited in its ability to explore the metaphysical aspects of life, which is so funny because I feel like that's part of why people when we start having these conversations, start calling it woo-woo and like, mm-hmm. oh, you're crazy, that's crazy. Yeah, because that's... it can't be proven by fact. Right, right, it can't be. But he says, you know, science has its place, but it has to be set aside if you are to explore your metaphysical realities. Science has no soul. He says it ignores that, you, it ignores that which can't be measured or proven. That's its filter. Mm-hmm. Whereas inner world experiences can't be measured or proven, but are experienced every day. So it was just really fascinating to me. I remember the first time that I read it because I thought that totally, because I found myself wanting to, I was, you know, some of the the stuff just resonated with me so much. Mm -hmm. It's like, I wanted to tell everybody about it. And then, but you have people, right? But you have people who are like, okay, whatever. That's crazy talk. Yeah, that's weird or whatever. And so this really spoke to me because it was like, here he was trying to do exactly that, like show that, you know, these things, you know, kind of provide some kind of level of, 
respect in terms of the metaphysical stuff, but it was like this epiphany that he had where they're kind of, you know, they can't really go together. Um, But, you know, definitely saying that, you know, we all have an inner world. Like, don't doubt your experiences just because science can't prove them. He he specifically kind of said that. And, um, And he says, no one is a better authority of your relationship to energy than you, of course. Um, understanding the chakras is one of the most effective means for accessing the various levels of consciousness available to you. So it was really cool because it, it gave this, again, like this um, kind of overall reason or understanding or relationship that we have to the chakras um, and kind of, you know, um, like a practical <laughs> understanding of why we would talk about them, especially in the context of the things we talk about in our show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that was all really, really interesting. So um, we have a caller, and it appears like there could be a question. I'm not really sure. So before we go on, we are going to take the call. If you're just tuning in to listen and you don't have a question and you don't aren't interested in talking with us, that's okay. Just let us know, and we'll put you uh, back into listening mode. So we are going to take the call from caller, calling from area code 562. Hi, you guys. Hey, this is Kristen and Jennifer on Call Me Crazy on Blog Talk Radio. What is your name and where are you from? Hi, this is Yvonne from California. I was wondering, do um, any of you guys going to be doing any healings tonight for people? That's a great question, Yvonne, and thanks so much for calling in. I Have we talked to you before, I feel like, or no? No. No, okay. Um, no, we, um, neither of us really have that kind of experience to do healings necessarily that I'm aware of yet. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah, I am attuned to do Reiki, but I'm, but I'm not doing any of that tonight. Um, but we do on occasion, depending on what we're talking about, have people who do have those capabilities. So I'm glad that you called and asked. But we, we aren't doing any of that tonight. tonight. We're just basically kind of giving a real broad overview of the chakras, what they are, and how they work for people who are not here. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I'll just listen. You're welcome. Okay, Thank great. You. We we'll appreciate it. We'll put you back in Okay. All right. Awesome. I was just so. going to say, moving forward, if you do want to call, if you are listening and you do want to call in, the number is 929-477-3784. Again, that's 929-477-3784. Um, you can dial into that number and just listen. Um, and if we pick you up, just let us know that you're listening, and we'll put you back on the mute as Jennifer just uh, spoke about. Um, if not, go ahead and uh, ask your questions away. Yes, we love color. Awesome. So um, so with that kind of intro, the first kind of question someone might have who is not familiar with this is, what is a chakra anyway, right? Like people, you hear people talk about chakras. Um, I worked in a chiropractic office, and I remember a, a, a patient came in, and she was talking about her chakras, and the, the chiropractor was, like, freaked out about it. Like, do you want to talk about chakras? I'm like, what are you, what are you freaked out about? So, um, so but it's a, it's, a, it's a great question. If you don't really understand it or you don't really know, people generally are not comfortable with things they don't understand, right? So, 
So um, this book, again, Chakras for Beginners, David Pond talks about that the chakras are an ancient model for awakening and balancing your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual energies. Um, They're basically vortexes of energy or energy centers, which serve as a map of your inner world. Um, And the more freely energy flows within you, the stronger your state of health and well-being, which again goes back to the things we've talked about with the law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. We are all energy. Everything in the universe is energy. So the more freely the energy flows through your energetic body, the stronger state of health and well-being you're going to have. In fact, at one point in the book, he mentioned, you know, they'll, you know, you show people talk about opening up your chakras, mm-hmm. right? And that you sometimes can have blockages. And he specifies, he kind of clarifies that when I when I talk about blockages, I mean restrictions because if you ever had, if any of your um, chakras were ever completely blocked, like you don't have source energy, so you would not be alive. Like, right. like you your heart wouldn't be beating, right? No air going through, right? It's an energetic thing. So, you, so yeah. Um, and so, when problems and challenges and difficult the difficulties arise, the chakra model is supposed to give you a tool for identifying the source of the conflict within yourself. So the way that that happens, and we're going to talk a little bit in more detail towards the end here about, but the, the different chakras, and there are there are more than seven chakras, mm-hmm. but for the because we're having a basic conversation and introductory conversation, we were going to we're going to stick with the seven. Yeah. Um, but each of the seven chakras kind of has um, a different like a different aspect of life or different different things that we deal with that it kind of that it rules, if you will. And so depending upon, like, what the conflict or the challenges that you're having in your life, it might give you an indication of what kind of, which chakra you need to, you need to work on opening up, mm-hmm. right, where you're, where you're experiencing a blockage. So, um, again, he talks about, like, life is energy. All life is energy. The same force that flows through all of life, whether it's the trees, the grass, the animals, like, everything, no matter what it is at all, all of that energy, it throws, flows through you as a person. Um, and it does so through the system of the chakras in an organized and perceptible manner, he says. So the chakras are spinning vortexes of energy located in front of the spine and positioned from the tailbone to the crown of the head. So these are decidedly not physical. They're not physical things. Like someone, I, when I was doing some research, I um, read somewhere on a website, somebody had asked if, which was an interesting question, but someone had asked if your chakras can be removed surgically. Like if somebody had a heart transplant, right? Oh, okay. Like if they removed their heart and they had a heart transplant, like does that remove your heart chakra? I'm like, I would have never, ever thought of that. But that's fascinating. Yeah, but the answer is no. It's not because it's not, it's, it is not a physical, these, these, these energy centers are not physical um, in the same way that the air around us like you can't not see it, right? Yeah. Like it's not a physical, tangible thing, but it's there. Um, and so, so that's important to understand is that um, they are energy and they are located within your body, um, but they're not. Like if I cut you open, I can't see your chakra. I can't grab a chakra. I can't out. put it back in. I can't, I can't punch you in your throat chakra. <laughs> you can't take the crown chakra. No, I just can't take it. Right. <laughs> exactly. I think that's another reason why maybe. 
a lot of people have a hard time understanding it because if you can't see it, it must not be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people just mm-hmm. naturally, like, we can't see air either, but we're all breathing it. Right, out. right. You know what I mean? We can't see the force of something sometimes, but we feel yeah. it. We, yeah, yeah, we feel it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it takes you back to that whole thing about the conversation we had about people who say, well, if I, I can't, I'll, I'll, I'll believe yeah. that when I see it. But, you know, it's really those who believe it who do see it, right? Yeah. And, again, going back to for folks who are very, you know, religious oriented, there's scripture in the Bible about <laughs> those who, you know, those who believe without seeing are those who are blessed. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, the, the chakras are the conduits through which universal universal energy flows. So, again, it's this idea that it's kind of like our, our energy centers that help us to – um, interact with universal, universal energy. And so he said, he says that each of these seven main chakras offers a different perspective on life or any given situation. Uh, the same issue experienced from different levels of consciousness takes on entirely new meaning. So this was a really interesting analogy he is. So the idea is that there are seven roots, there are seven chakras, right? They are located from the, the tailbone up to the crown of the head, like the top of the head. Um, and the idea is, and then they're all, and then all in between, right? The root is at the tailbone and the crown is at the top. And they're all in the same, like they're all lines, they're all the same part. So they're not like one's over here in this part of energy in your body, right? One's over here. So they're all aligned. Yep. They kind of go. And I was just going to say too, our symbol for call me crazy is the colors of the chakras yes. for the most part, and it shows them being aligned on the spine. Yes. So if you're looking at Blog Talk Radio and you can see our, our logo, it is a diagram of the chakras. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was interesting because he talked about thinking about those chakras as like an elevator. So, like, if you got into a glass elevator and you're on the first floor and you're looking at the world, you're going to see something very different. Then mm-hmm. if you go up to the next floor and you get some, some more perspective, right, it broadens what you can see. Yeah, your peripheral view is going to open up a little Absolutely. bit more. And you're going to be higher. So you're going to see things that you can look down on, whereas when you're on the first floor, you can't, like, they're right. You're looking at, you're going to be, like, especially like a pond or, like, mm-hmm. a fountain. You would just be able to see the surface mm-hmm. of it. But then you, once you get up, you'd be able to see all the money in it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> or anything further away, right, yeah. exactly, so that was a really great analogy, and so it's the same kind of idea with our chakras, like, if you're stuck in your root chakra, you're going to have a limited perspective of life through that root chakra, because your root chakra, and we're, again, we're going to get into those in detail later, but your root chakra is basically like your survival chakra, mm-hmm. like, that's your basic, you know, chakra, so if you're experiencing life through the lens of, like, your root chakra, then there's going to be a, 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 a limited perspective of life, but as we, the idea is that as you increase your consciousness, as you, you know, kind of awaken that as you um, do that inner work, that you open up those chakras um, as you go up towards the crown. Mm-hmm. And so the higher you go up in that alignment, the broader your perspective is about life, which totally makes a lot of sense to me. Well, yeah, because if you're stuck in your chakra, wouldn't that mean that like you're always standing still and you feel like you just can't get ahead? Potentially, yeah, because it's really about survival mode. It's about security and feeling safe and feeling um, stable. Like, yeah. So people who are just like, man, I'm at a job right now, and it's so unsteady, and I feel like 
I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna have a job tomorrow. Would mm-hmm. you say you're stuck in your root that, chakra? That, I, I could, that root chakra probably could use some work. Yeah. And how would you, how would you go about? Do you know that? Like how would you I don't go know about? That's, okay. I feel like that's probably gonna be another. I mean, I, I think that would be like a one-hour show. show. Yeah. So we're gonna do like I think that, um, I think that there are lots of different ways to do it, but we need to do more research. Okay. About that. I think meditation helps. Ooh. I know that on YouTube you can. You can search for root chakra meditation or solar plexus, like whichever whichever chakra it is you're working on. You can you can find meditations that will help with that. Um, one of the things he does talk about. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is balance, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But they talk about how to activate a chakra, so we'll get to that. Cool. Um, but yeah, so the elevator analogy made a lot of sense to me, though, especially as someone who again has been like really doing a lot of work over the last three years in terms of starting to even be exposed to this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like the more that I've opened up my mind and my heart and my consciousness, the more I've started to see things differently mm-hmm. in ways that three years ago I would have been the person who went, okay, I don't mm-hmm. know, that sounds a little crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you were stuck in this place when it came to, you know, your career. Yeah. And then you just started putting one foot in front of the other and then look how many floors you're going up and down now. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a really great analogy. And it also means too that as an elevator can go up and up and down, your energy flow can go up and down. Yeah. Too, right? And I'm glad you mentioned that okay. because he does talk about yeah. that. Like it's not that energy goes only one way. So another another example that the author uses is like with plants. Right, yeah. like the way that the, the way that energy works with plants is similar to how it works with us. So you know, the sun comes onto the plant, which then causes like the nutrients to like go into the the earth, and then it comes back up through the plant and it blooms into the spot. Right, so you have this cycle. Like so the seeds kind of, have to go down literally into the roots, into the ground first, and along with like the rain, the sunshine, all mm-hmm. that, yeah, the CO two. And then the energy sucks yeah. back up. So it's kind of cyclical. And mm-hmm. so in the same way, so are we. So energy. Um, comes in through our crown, like divine energy comes in through our crown and can travel okay. down through our crown, but it can also travel back up. So, yeah, so it is kind of a cyclical thing. It does run both ways. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the detail that I don't think I put into the notes um, that I was going to talk about. And so um, the last kind of thing he says about life energy is that chakras determine your use of energy. So they receive, store, and express energy by interacting with the universal life force. And um, the freedom with which energy can flow back and forth between you and the universe is in direct correlation to the total health and well-being you experience. Going back to that whole thing about when you get blockages, like that's usually because you have some kind of energetic issue right you think you can feel that in like random like pain or like an eye twitch or like you know what I mean maybe your body starts yeah. to fall asleep like are those like little because I always wonder I believe and then again recognizing that people might tell me I'm crazy that's okay because <laughs> I can't prove it right but I believe and I'm learning more and more all the time that just about any Disease mm-hmm. in your body comfort can be treated with energy medicine. Oh yeah, of energy medicine. So, so yeah, I do think it manifests. You know, it manifests itself in different ways in our body. So, you know, when you're having a particular ailment, you know, certainly you want to look at. You know, you want to look at the food you're eating, but the food you're eating is what energy. Energy, right? 
so, you know, while it, it it's like it's almost like speaking the different languages again, right? right. So people will say, oh, well, you know, you eat all this bad food or you smoke a bunch of cigarettes or you drink a bunch of alcohol. All of those things are energy that yeah. we're putting in our body. Yeah. So they're not wrong. They're not wrong in that maybe I need to change the way I eat, right? Or maybe I need to put down the cigarettes or maybe whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But ultimately it's all energy, mm-hmm. which means that if I can mess my body up with energy, you can heal your body. Why too. can't I heal my body? With Right? Yeah. So I believe, yeah, okay. that it can manifest itself that way. Um, so one of the things that he really talked about in the kind of the introduction before he got into really defining the specific chakras and what they kind of govern is um, he says that working with the chakras requires balance. And that without balance, you become polarized in the area of your life that is out of balance, which is true, right, if we think about that. Like, if you think about your life, if there's something that's going really, really wrong or, like, to really stress you out, like, that's where all your attention goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like you focus on that one thing, which then makes it hard to focus on anything else. And just going like this on the balancing the life. Exactly. And he talks about that. Like, we, you can't um, – like it causes you to, like, teeter-totter from one end to the other, right? Like, you can't achieve, you can't achieve balance from a mm-hmm. place of imbalance. Because you kind of overcorrect, right? Overcompensate. Yeah, overcompensate. That was exactly the word he is. So, um, yeah, you overcompensate. And so you have to believe that balance already exists somewhere. And if you're sensitive to it, you'll align with it. So it was really interesting. One of the things he gave as an example, have you done a yoga class before? No. Okay. So in yoga class, there's a thing called tree pose. Yeah. And so basically tree poses where you're standing on both your feet, like you're just standing up straight with both your feet planted on the ground. And then you slowly begin to pick up, say, your right foot. Just not like you take up, you know, put all of your weight onto your left foot so that you can start to pick up your right foot. And then you bring your right foot up all the way like inside mm-hmm. your thigh, right? And you stand with that right foot inside your inner thigh. Now, um, one of the things that you have to do to – balance is to lift up and down, right? Like you have to ground into the floor, but you also have to lift up your center in order mm-hmm. to avoid like shifting that left hip out, right? Because when you pick up that right leg, your left, your left hip kind of already automatically wants to like swing left. But you can't expect to be balanced if your body is like imbalanced or right. like if your body or is swinging. Yeah. Right, exactly. So eventually you kind of settle into the balance in your body because it's, it's already there. Right. You just focus on being balanced. Yes. You focus on being balanced. You focus on like lifting up and down and there's balance within the body. If you try to like shift your weight too much, you're going to fall over. Right. So that's one of the ways to open up your chakras. If you're stuck in the root chakras, maybe go do some yoga. Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. And we'll eventually be doing a show all about yoga. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. So it was really interesting because it's like this idea, like you have to understand that balance exists somewhere in your body and when you um when you settle into it like when you kind of surrender to it mm-hmm. which is the next thing we talked about you kind of surrender surrender and sink into the balance in your body then that's how you kind of like that's how you achieve balance you can't achieve you can't achieve balance like you can't you know what i mean like it's already there so it, yeah. it's kind of like the whole idea of you can't achieve happiness. Like, it's in you, yeah. right? 
So it's the same thing with balance. So he talks about there, there's a, um, I don't know if he's a philosopher, this person, um, I didn't recognize the name, but I wrote down, it's um, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But at the end of one of his talks, he ended it with, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. There is no way to enlightenment. Enlightenment is the way. And he says, we could add to that, there is no way to balance. Balance is the way. Mm -hmm. So it's this idea that the balance is within us. But you have to, you know, be still. For the balance to have. And find it it within you. You can't try to achieve balance. You just have to connect with the balance that's already in you. Connect that. Connect with the balance. Like connect with, like, you're just that pose and just foot being planted and like letting, like letting go. Yes. Letting go. And Let, yes. And so that's the next thing that he talks about is like, you cannot achieve a state of balance. You have to sink into it and surrender to it because it's already in you. Like you can't go out and get it. It's inside you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the kind of the case, like that's kind of what he's talking about with all of these experiences with energy and with the chakras and, 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 um, and kind of to me. So he says, um, it's the same way, yeah. So it is with each of the energies in the chakra. So at the first chakra, you cannot achieve security. You must enter into the feeling that's present. And he says at the second chakra, you cannot achieve, because the second chakra is about pleasure. Mm-hmm. You cannot achieve pleasure. You must enter into the experience of pleasure that is available to you. And this is very much like yoga. I've been through lots of yoga yeah. classes, obviously. And they always use the language in yoga about, you know, what's available to you in a particular posture. Like yoga is, um, you know, a lot of times when you go to the gym, you're like looking at the next person, like, oh, you're going to be, you know, or like you're working out, like you want Mm -hmm. to be doing it as well as the Mm -hmm. next person. Oh, yeah. And yoga helps you to like really tune into your own body. Yeah. And listen to what's available to you in terms of like how far can you twist. Like, if it's not available, you take what's available to you. So you kind of really settle in to what you have. And so they, that language is used here if he talks about the chakras. So you cannot achieve pleasure. You must enter into the experience of pleasure that's available to you. So where, what is the pleasure that's already, that you're already able to experience, that you're feeling already? Like, where are you at right in this moment? And then um, you have to know the balanced expressions of the energy within you and align with it. So... So here's an exercise for anybody who's listening and wanting to kind of like figure out how this sort of works. I thought this was a great example. So, you know, envision or think, you know, get kind of get comfortable to daydream, right? Mm-hmm. So relax. If you're laying on the couch, if you're chilling, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> um, but in uh, really envision experiencing perfect tranquility, like really whatever that means to you, like experiencing perfect tranquility and then enter into the feeling of the experience in that here and now. So really think about when you think of tranquility, what comes to your mind? Where are you? Where are you in the world? You know, where are you in your life? Are you on the, I immediately think of the beach. Oh, right. If I, my, if I think of tranquility, I'm, I am on the beach in the sand, feeling the heat on my body of the sand, the waves. feeling the waves, yes, all of that. Like that to me is perfect tranquility. So the idea is you really envision it. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What does it smell yes, like? All of that. 
and really, really connect with that and make the emotion a present experience that you feel, like feel that emotion of how you would feel there. And when you do that, then you have just experienced the heart chakra, this okay. idea of tranquility. So there's, and there's different, obviously, like you can do that with each of the chakras. There's mm-hmm. different things that are, you know, different emotions that are kind of tied to the different chakras. And it's a great exercise for finding the balance, right? The balance is already in you. Like the oh, tranquility is okay. already in you, right? So when you can really close your eyes and connect with that, that you've activated that chakra. Like the pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that was really, that was really fascinating. And this, this idea of surrender and this idea of surrender is interesting to me because did I tell you about blissful surrender? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so that was really fascinating to me to read this again. So for those of you, I don't think, I don't know if I shared this story on the show, but um, I recently was sharing with a friend uh, about an experience that I had a couple of months ago, which I know I've mentioned, I think on the show, um, of kind of having this really stressful, panicked, worrisome situation happen in my life mm-hmm. where I was just in this place of pure panic um, and was really, really stressed and in this place of fear about money, I, which I have been in for years, mm-hmm. right? This place of scarcity about finances, horrible. And so um, I was in like this do or die kind of situation, right? Fight and, or flight. Yes. Yes, absolutely, fight or flight. And I was um, on my way to the coffee house in the morning in this fight or flight, and I started making up a, a mental list in my mind of what I was going to do to change the situation, like, immediately. And it wasn't verbal. Like, I just was making this mental list. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And in that moment, I had this experience that I kind of call it my conversation with God because it really felt like God was right here in my ear and although it was not an audible thing, like I didn't hear some booming voice, I did, I interpreted this message, like I heard, that's right, Jennifer, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You just keep doing what you're supposed to do. You just keep doing what you came to do. You don't know what tomorrow looks like. You don't know what the end of the month looks like. Anything can happen. You just Should keep you, doing this. That thing. was like speaking to you through emotions. I through yes, like your feelings. Yeah, it was like this message. Yeah, through your heart chakra. I, I don't know, but I heard it loud and clear. And every time that I've talked about it, those are the exact words. Like, that's what I, I literally heard. Like, I heard those words, not audibly, but that's, it was like, that was very clearly the message. And what's powerful to, about this to me is that, like I said, Kristen knows, because she's known her for some time now, that I've been in this place of fear about finances and about building my own business for years. And it mm-hmm. has kept me from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And literally when I got out of the car, well, when, when I heard that message, it came with these tears, mm-hmm. like here, I called them my, my, uh, like validation tears, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like when you know the truth, when you hear from spirit and you know that that's what it is. And so by the time I got to the coffee house, which was like, you know, five minutes away, I, you know, had, had my cry, but I also had this feeling of relief that washed over my entire body. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like I knew in that moment everything was going to be fine. And that was the end of February, and I have not had another moment of fear, of worry, of panic. Like I, it was just like I somehow permanently turned the corner about my fear about finances. Like I just know 
no matter what, no matter where I'm at, no matter what's happening, I'm always going to be okay. It feels good. It's because I live in that amazing. world. Amazing. Because I, I went from, you know, living to pay bills to Rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. I mean, that's just how it right. was. And then my car would break down. And I had to find out for money. And, you know, I mean, now, now I have a career where I write my own paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? The harder I work, the more yeah. money I make. And at the end of the day, I just feel so blessed to have tapped in to my inner happiness and my inner peace and my inner balance mm-hmm. and just knowing that I put one foot in front of the other and it's, everything's going to be okay. Well, never and the, the security of it all. Mm-hmm. Is just, I mean, I just told an, an old friend of mine the other day, I'm finally not struggling when it comes to my finances. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Back to this idea of surrender. Yeah. Right? Like it's surrendering to... Like, for me, it was surrendering to the knowledge, this knowing that I had that everything is going to be okay. This, I, just, I just know it's okay, yeah. and I'm just going to let it. And so I was sharing this story with a friend of mine who is a coach and, and a spiritual coach. And uh, a week later, he sent me a text. I woke up, and I had a text message from him. And it simply said, your superpower is in the blissful surrender. And so I, when you started surrendering, that's when the yes. power arose. And I, and I read it, like, over and over again because it just really, really resonated with me. I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, that's true. Like, I, hadn't, I had not, pers- like, interpreted it that way. But, I, but and he's right. It was in that moment of surrendering to that everything's going to be okay and that spirit is going to take care of me no matter what. But then I also started thinking about other parts of my life mm-hmm. that are amazing, like my relationship with my husband. And that story, for those people who know us, Mm -hmm. know that for years, I mean, we met 20 years ago, right? We met 14 years ago before we ever came back. I'm a couple. And for the longest time, I was resistant. Like, I was, you know, no, no, no. And when I I literally had a conversation with him this last time in 2011 when we crossed paths for the third time after 14 years, I remember literally saying the words to him because I started to understand, like, I started to realize that I was still holding this, like, being very guarded. Like, why am I doing that? I knew why I did it the first time we met. I knew sort of why I had done it the second time. But the third time our paths crossed, I was loving being with him. I loved my time with him. Like, I found myself, but then I, I still knew that I was still holding him at a distance. I did it, too. And so I, I remember having that conscious moment where I said, why am I doing that? And I said to him out loud, like, I don't know why I'm still doing this. I'm just going to let you love me. Mm-hmm. And it was this surrender. And that was, was like, was full that surrender. was it. Yeah, <laughs> it was full surrender. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so now I've really started to think about, like, were there other things in my life where I've surrendered and things have gotten better? And so I think that there's definitely something to this in terms of that surrender, this idea of sinking into, like, really going internally and connecting with your spirit and connecting and surrendering to that what's inside us and knowing that everything we need and everything we want in our lives, we have inside of us. I think, too, I think a lot of people think that you can't have everything at the mm-hmm. same time yep. because we're taught, I think, for so long that life is a timeline. Mm-hmm. You are born, you learn to crawl before you walk, then you learn to speak, then you go to school, yep. then you get a job, then you go to college, then you get a job, then you get married, then you have kids, and it's, you, and you can't, you know what I mean, it, you can't buy a house and get married at the same time, and have the same career, and have kids, like, right. that's a, 
absurd. Like, well, how can you afford all that? And if everybody, and if you are someone who's quote unquote has it all, then it's kind of like, oh well, it must be nice, right? Then there's mm-hmm. all this judgment about you, right? Yeah, but but you can't have it all. You just have to surrender to the fact that you can have it all at the same time. That you don't have to take steps to achieve happiness, mm-hmm. true happiness. And I think that's very hard for some. That's harder for some to believe more than others. Absolutely. Like, I know that in the time of us planning a wedding, we can buy a house if that's truly what we want, what you want. to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. we both have amazing careers. And, you know, I mean, I'm a pharmaceutical sales rep and she's a nurse. Like, mm-hmm. people will probably look at us and be like, oh, you guys got, you got to the jackpot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, unfortunately, well, maybe not unfortunately, but she believes a little differently. But that's okay. We're coming around to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you – Anybody's listening, you could have it all at the same time. You just have to find your inner peace. Yeah. Well, in, in where the there's a the will, there's a way. Right. So, and I truly believe that too. Is like the first step is making a decision about what you're going to have and what you want, and really focusing on what you want in order to manifest it. So, um, so yeah. So hopefully this gave a, a really good, like, kind of introduction to the energetic body and kind of this idea of the chakra system and how it works. Um, one of the things I want to kind of, we're going to, what we're going to do is kind of go over the seven chakras and kind of what each one of them, um, you know, governs and what it's kind of about. And then our plan is over the next seven weeks to do each week, we're going to cover one, probably one chakra per show. So, Next week, we're and we're going to start with the root chakra yeah, okay. and work our way up to the crown okay. chakra. So, um, so yeah. So I'm going to tell you. We're going to talk a little bit about what the, each of the chakras are, and um, of course, you can always do lots of you know googling that stuff, right? Google that stuff. Um, but the root chakra is the one that is. If you've seen again, if you've seen our logo, or if you've ever seen the diagram of the of the chakras, um, the root chakra is located near the tailbone. And it's, it has a red color. And the, the idea is that these spinning discs are all made of light, right? And so these spinning discs of energy spin at, you know, like certain frequencies. And so they emit this light, which, and they say that the combination of these lights is what emits our aura. And our aura, like we could talk a whole lot about the energetic. When I started looking at the energetic body, I like, I'm a big nerd, so I like, you know, I like yeah. to read all the stuff, but there, there's so many different aspects to the energetic body, and so the aura is one of them, and that, the idea is that that's an energetic body that goes out, I don't know, I think she said about five feet beyond mm-hmm. us, so it's kind of like that energy that we, we like, can, uh, well, yeah, maybe a little long, yeah, maybe a little more, um, so anyway, the idea is that those, those, your chakras kind of emit the color of your aura. Um, and there are people, they say, who can actually see the chakras. Yeah. Like, or angel aura. So, yeah. like, someone could look at you and actually see. Have you ever had your aura read? No. I, I have. have. Yeah. 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 It's pretty spot on at that time <laughs> in my life. It's so cool. Except that my aura color was red and that's my favorite color. So, well, that's true. That was pretty cool. Well, so the root chakra is red. Yeah. Um, and so it's at the root of the, it's the kind of at the tail, we're near the tailbone. It's the root of your being and your deepest connection to your body and earth. So the primary drive associated with this chakra is survival. It is the most instinctive of all the chakras. So this will be the, the, one, we, the one we focus on next week. I think we'll talk specifically mm-hmm. more about the root chakra. The, next, the second chakra, or the sacral chakra, is an orange color, and that's located just below the belly button. Um, and 
And the primary drive of this chakra is the search for pleasure. It says sensual and sexual activities become a primary concern. Um, to feel attracted and able to draw the things to you that you desire is another need of the second chakra, along with the desire to lose yourself in the world of sensations. So it's not necessarily always about sex or sensuality, but this idea of like pleasure, any kind of pleasure, losing yourself in, in like that. in nature. Or... In nature, it could be yeah, it could be anything, and, and the weather elements or just. Enjoying mm-hmm. that. Um, the third chakra, is, or the solar plexus chakra, is yellow, and that's located just above the um, belly button, a couple inches above the belly button. Um, and this is to be self-assertive. It says to be self-assertive and to have a sense of power, to recognize yourself as an individual separate from the world, and yet able to make an impact on the world. These are the drives of the third chakra. So this one's really connected to kind of like self-identity, mm-hmm. right? And like a sense of strength, a sense of, okay, who, what I do in the world. Um, and then the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is understandably kind of in the vicinity of the heart space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a green color. And the aim of this chakra is to experience love, personal and non-personal. And if not love, at least a harmonious connection that transcends differences between you and others must be felt to satisfy the heart chakra. Do you think that goes back to, like, the law of allowing? I believe so. And what's interesting is that um, it it is through the fourth chakra that you begin to merge with collective levels of reality. So this was um, around the first of the year, if you're um, into numerology at all, mm-hmm. um, this year is a number one year, I think it is. Like, if you add up all the numbers, I think yeah. it's number one, right? And the last year was a number nine, which was, like, an end year. Like, so it was supposedly that there was this ending, like, everything was kind of coming to it, which was fascinating with what was happening in our country, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of celebrities passed yes, away, too. Yes, yes, And so um, there was talk, um, there's a, a woman who's amazing on Facebook, um, Jill Prescott is her name, and she did a Facebook Live about that mm-hmm. and about, you know, all of these celebrities, these beloved people, all these artists. We lost so many of them in 2016, right? Um, and she talked about it, how there's this shift happening and how we're kind of shifting out of this solar plexus place to this heart space. Oh, Remember? yeah. As, I totally did not understand what she meant by yeah. that, but now I do. Like, as a planet, like, we're shifting. Yeah. Um, and, so, and that this was kind of like this, like, all of these people that we lost in 2016, like, that was kind of their purpose in the world, was to open that heart space and to help us move into this space. It was fascinating. And I do feel like we are in that place of trying to open the heart chakra, like, trying to, our, the vibration of the planet is, like, raising to this place, of, this heart place. And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to see it, some of that is coming through things that are not so pleasant, you know, mm-hmm. with the leadership that we have. But, but it, you know, like, who knows? It seems like that's kind of causing, like, it's taking that kind of crazy, chaotic leadership, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, in order to move people to a place of, heart space, right, of connecting with other people that they normally wouldn't, right? Like, people are, people who have never really done much politically for the first time are, like, moving to action from the the space of love. So, it's really fascinating. Um, So, the next chakra is the fifth chakra, the throat chakra. 
And again, this is located, not surprisingly, in the, in the vicinity of the throat. It's uh, kind of a sky blue. And as you open to your fifth chakra, you increasingly learn to accept your originality, whatever form of expression that might take. The first step of owning your authentic nature can be a tumultuous ride until you learn to detach from others' views of who you are. Awakening to this dimension begins with self-acceptance of your uniqueness. So this was really fascinating for me, too, because I feel like, for me personally, again, as we kind of talk through some of these, we can talk about that, but I, I feel like I'm kind of working on my throat chakra right now, too, in terms of figuring out what I'm talking about with my business and who I'm being and this idea of, like, how people perceive me. Um, so it's really interesting. Uh, the sixth chakra is the third eye chakra. It's an indigo blue color. Um, a hunger to experience the magic and meaning of life, driving you to experience a transcendent reality beyond the everyday view of life, heralds the awakening of the sixth chakra. The idea with the third chakra or the third eye chakra is um, they say it's kind of like your chakra of clarity, right? And like, um, like almost like a sixth sense, a little bit, or, sort of, um, or like, I had extra money, but I didn't know what to do with it. And because I've done some work around it, um, I now have clarity about where I want my extra money to go to. Mm, I think it's more about like, or like clarity as a person or as a world, as the world. I think it's about like seeing the world differently. Okay. Like, like if it's here, driving you to experience a transcendent reality beyond the everyday view of life. So it really helps you to kind of see things from a different perspective, um, Ooh, okay. if that makes sense. So, so try to look at every situation. Like say something, say something happens in your world. Try to have the conversation from a place of love. I think that's more the heart chakra. That's more the heart yeah. chakra? Okay. We'll learn more about the chakra. Yeah. We'll learn more about it. Um, and then finally the crown chakra, which is – either violet or white color. Um, the crown chakra is located right at the top of the head, and it represents pure, undifferentiated cosmic energy. The desire to experience the divine, however you define it, is the dominant drive of the seventh chakra. It is supposed to be like the, the pivotal portal of divine energy, right? Like that's where you connect with. It sounds divine. like too, like, one is here, like they build upon each uh -huh. other as you are going through them. It sounds like you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll discover that as we go along. But it just sounds like it would be harder to have everything kind of opened up if you weren't necessarily rooted. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or stuck it. Yeah, if you're stuck in your, like, lower. But I, but, but. It kind of goes back to that analogy we're using about the elevator. Yeah. Right? Like, as you move up, you see more. And so then it makes it harder to not know more at the bottom, right? Like, what, it's like the matrix. Like, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Right? So if you've kind of moved to a place where you're really open in your upper chakras, um, then you see the whole big picture. And like, right. You but it doesn't mean you can't have some sort of blockage in the lower chakra sometimes, right? Like yeah. if something comes up in your life and you're experiencing it, it could be because there's a sense of fear. Like in that like you're stuck chakra. on the floor. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, this is all, it's all really, really fascinating. And I, I think it, I hadn't really, I hadn't even really understood um, how this works in terms of like, or what role chakras play in creating our life. Uh, like yeah, I mean, either I learned a lot. Experience. So, so this was really good. I'm glad we decided to do this. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to really diving deep into each of the, the different chakras each week. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's a broad, a big old walnut, right? A big old uh, nutshell um, and a big overview. And hopefully we'll um, answer some of the questions that we've come up with over the next several weeks. Um, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you will tune in for the next few weeks and really start to learn more about each of the chakras. The chakra, the chakra series. The chakra series. <laughs> yes. Get your chakra on. Get, Get your chakra, chakra on. Um, so, again, follow us on Facebook by searching for Call Me Crazy on Facebook. Um, if you are following us on Facebook and you're listening to us on Blog Talk, make sure you follow our Blog Talk profile as well. And be sure to check out some of our podcasts. We have some, some great shows and some great visitors. Um, and we look forward to sharing more of our woo-woo with you every week, Friday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it. Moving so phenomenally. More like the way we rock it, so don't stop. And under the lights, when everything goes, nowhere to hide when I'm getting you close. When we move, well, you already know. So just imagine. Nothing I can see but you when you dance, dance, dance. Feel a good, good creeping up on you, so just
I can't stop the I can't stop the feeling. Nothing left can see but you when you stand. 